Good morning. Good morning and welcome uh, to live stream from Kingsgate Community Church in Great Yarmouth. My name is Paul. I'm, I'm a member of the church here and I want to give you a, a very warm welcome. Uh, I want to thank you for, for joining me, joining us this morning. It's my responsibility to uh, take us through the next 25-30 minutes uh, focusing on what God might be wanting to say to us. So uh, a big welcome uh, to my brothers and sisters at the church here. Good morning. Good to have you with us. I want to welcome also those that might be viewing us from other churches in the borough. You're very welcome and I'm glad that you could join us. And further afield, I think last week we had we had uh, people uh, live streaming us from other parts of the country, which is amazing. But wherever you're from, wherever you are at the moment, I want to give you a very warm welcome this morning. And if you didn't know, it's not 10 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. I'm assuming that you managed to remember. But as I'm looking into the camera, I think I can see a few in pyjamas. You could have really made a bit more of an effort, but it's still good. Good to have you with us this morning. Now, I have a bit of a reputation at the church here. Um, and so I'm thinking that some of some of the people that I mix with regularly here at Kingsgate Church in Great Yarmouth might be asking at this moment in time, is he wearing shorts? Because I have a reputation of wearing shorts mostly throughout the year. Well, I'm going to have to leave you to guess as to whether I'm wearing shorts. But look what I have brought. Look what I am wearing. I'm able to wear my slippers. And I trust now that you're sitting comfortably, I will begin. I imagine that you're probably feeling somewhat restricted in your movements at present. Well, in one sense, you ought to if we're following good, sound advice at present in our situation. But I was reminded when I thought of that, that in the Bible, we come across these words. God's word is not chained, meaning God's word, the Bible, has no restrictions, even when justifiable restrictions are placed on us. So, in one sense, it's maybe more important than ever during our current situation that we take time to hear from the Bible what the Bible has to say to us in our current challenging, somewhat debilitating circumstances. If you uh, tuned in last week for the, the first of our live streaming, you'll discover that we're going through a sermon series in the Gospel of Mark. I'm going to read some verses from that gospel from chapter 3. You might like to, might like to join along and, and, and follow in your Bibles. If you do, I'll give you a few seconds to find it. So it's going to be Mark chapter 3, and I'm going to commence to read from verse 7. The translation that I will use is the New International Version. Mark chapter 3. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake. And a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. 
Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the people from crowding him. For he had healed many, so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have authority to drive out demons. Last week, Dan kicked off our live streaming uh, series and it's my turn and my responsibility to follow on from Dan uh, from last week. I'm going to concentrate particularly on just three verses that I read and then going to be verses 13, 14 and 15. So verses 13, 14, 15 primarily. And I've given the message a, a title for this morning and I've called the message Jesus First Team. And it's also in brackets Part one. Now I'm making a bit of an assumption there, and that is that I will have the opportunity to bring you part two. That will somewhat depend on whether I sufficiently behave myself in order for a return appearance in April for part two. But nonetheless, I want to bring this message with this overall title, Jesus First Team. And as a subheading for the remainder of what I want to say to you this morning, I'm going, to, I'm going to put it under this heading. The subject this morning is towards a fruitful, fulfilling life. In verse 14, we read that Jesus appoints 12, which we would call apostles or disciples, those that he's going to send, those that follow after him. And he called them with three main specific ideas in mind. And the first one was this. He said, I'm calling them First of all, to be with me. Secondly, to preach. And thirdly, to bring freedom from disease and oppression. And that's what I want my people to do. I believe the order is significant. I believe that it's important that followers of Jesus need to be with him first and foremost. Spend time with him. And then as a result of that, have the opportunity to preach and to explain the good news about Jesus and then demonstrate that in ways that bring freedom into people's lives. So just because I like to try and be clever, I've just got a phrase for you. Dedication before proclamation that leads to demonstration. So first of all, being dedicated to Jesus as our master, ahead of the, pro the opportunity to proclaim the gospel and the good news of Jesus, and then use tangible ways to demonstrate that good news. And we at Kingsgate Community Church, Gate Yarmouth, I'm having to use the full title this morning because we try and be trendy, but like other churches, they try and be trendy, and there's more than one Kingsgate Community Church, but not more than one in Great Yarmouth. And us, along with others in our community of churches in Great Yarmouth, and those that would say they're followers of Jesus 
wherever they find themselves and wherever they live, we would do well to take note of the order that Jesus brings in this passage. So first of all, he's talking about being dedicated. Come and be with me, he says. We all long for a message of hope to bring. And we long for ways to demonstrate that message and ways to show it. But we're not always quite so keen on pre preparation time with Jesus. Now that's, that's a common problem that I think we all, we all face. But sometimes we need to be in the quiet place before we go, as it were, to the marketplace. We need to spend time alone in preparation, spending time with Jesus in order to then be prepared to speak and to live for him in our communities and in our generation. And I would suggest there is a danger. There's always a danger of trying to bypass spending time with Jesus in order to get on with proclaiming the good news and also to get on with demonstrating how God can bring freedom into people's lives. I'm going to suggest to you today that on this occasion, a bypass is not a good thing. We love bypasses on roads because they mean we can get to our, our destination that much quicker. But on this occasion, particularly to those that will be followers of Jesus, I want to suggest to you, it's not good to bypass being with Jesus. Beware of the danger of that, because it is, it's real. In the, early, in the early days of the church, in the book of Acts, which is a, a, a book just after the Gospels in the New Testament, there's a verse that is very interesting, and it talks about two of Jesus' followers, Peter and John. just going to read the verse to you. When others saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. What was noteworthy above everything else? It was that these two men had been with Jesus. And that's a powerful message for us who are followers of Jesus what could be better than anything else for others to say of us? They've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. They've spent time with him. Now, at the moment, you might well find yourselves having an awful lot more time than you normally would. Not everybody, far from it. In fact, Many of those on the front line of our health service and the care industry and, and those kind of things, they are finding themselves busier than ever. But many of us will find ourselves with more time. And I have a question for you. I wonder how are you going to spend that time? Well, I understand that um, decorating has become very trendy. In fact, it could be that now the loo roll stocks are back to some normality, it could be that paint 
will be hard to get because everybody's saying, what am I going to do? I'm stuck getting home. What am I going to do? I'm going to decorate. You may even do some reading that you've longed to do for a while, but you haven't ever had time. You may take this time to get some serious exercising into your body within safe boundaries. You may decide to, to improve your PlayStation skills while running your fingers and thumbs to the bone. Or you may binge watch box sets on Netflix. Now I was told in preparation today, Paul, you need to be careful because Christians often use lots of jargon. Well, I've just used a bit of jargon that some of you will have understood and some won't. Do you intend to binge watch box sets on Netflix? We all use jargon, not just those who follow Jesus. And most of the things I've suggested are good. I'm just not convinced about decorating. Reading, wonderful. Exercise, probably a good idea. PlayStation, I haven't a clue. But I have recently subscribed to Netflix. But if you are a follower of Jesus, can I ask you to consider where possible during your restricted, quieter moments that you invest your time more with Jesus. You see, some of us fear being on our own. And this is a, a real fear that people have. And some will struggle, particularly at this time, over the fact they're in, or in isolation. Some of us fear solitude. But solitude was always only ever meant to be temporary. COVID-19 will pass. I have no desire to dampen the seriousness of the situation globally that we're in because of this pandemic. But it will pass. But it has a devastating effect on many people's lives. It has taken many people's lives so far already. But it will pass. There will come a time where we will be, as it were, free again to move around as we used to do. But in this time of restriction, can I suggest that you prepare for your renewed freedom? And will that prove to be a period of fruitfulness? You see, what we should do, apparently, we're told, is consider the present time as a period of training. The assistant CMO suggests that we could use this time to get super fit. I'm not exactly convinced about that. And in fact, some were rather shocked at the thought of exercise. And some are actually asking, is this daily dose of exercise compulsory? No, it's not compulsory, but it's a good idea. I'm going to read to you another verse uh, from the New Testament in a, in a very modern translation of the Bible. It says this, Exercise daily 
in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. I'd like to make one suggestion for you this morning in how you might be able to take this time to train to be more in the presence of Jesus, to learn more of him, to become more like him. And it is only one suggestion, and there are many more, so I emphasise I'm only making one suggestion. So in this time of confinement, have you ever suggested, or considered even, reading through the Bible? As of today, there are 278 days left in this year. If from today, every other day, you read five chapters of the Bible, followed by four chapters, followed by five, followed by four, you would complete the Bible on Christmas Eve. Now, I'm ashamed to say this, but unfortunately I believe it's true that many who own the name of Jesus have never read through the Bible. They like to almost have a, like a, a pick and mix or a, a lucky dip, so they have their favourite bits. But can I suggest to you, why don't you consider training in beginning to get a grip a bit more of what God has put down for us in his word, the Bible. And then you might be surprised at what God brings for you. You might be surprised that as you begin to take time to learn more about Jesus, that suddenly there will be opportunities for you to speak. There will be opportunities for you to demonstrate the goodness of God and it will come out of a better understanding of God's word, the Bible, and a better understanding of who Jesus is. Now I need to emphasise that knowing about Jesus is not the same as knowing Jesus. So can I suggest to you again that you try for the latter, to know him, to spend time with him, and then see how fruitful your life can become as you get closer in this period to him. Why not use this time to declutter? We all come to periods in our time where we have to face that we're going to need to do this. At home, um, myself and my wife Jan, we have come to the conclusion that we are going to have to get rid of some books. This is going to be so hard to do, but we need to do it. We're going to need to declutter. But at this time, why don't you consider taking this opportunity of relative quietness to declutter your brain? Not to empty it, empty brains are dangerous, but declutter it from all that comes at you every single day 
of the week. Can I suggest to you, please, don't overdose on bad news. It's so easy at the moment, if you're restricted and and spending considerably longer time at home, it'd be so easy to sit in front of the TV and you could watch, you can watch News 24. Literally, you could watch 24 hours a day. And the news at the moment is not good news. We can't and dare not ignore the news. But can I suggest that you restrict the amount of time that you allow yourself to sit in front of the TV, to have the media at your face? Don't let that completely overtake you. But rather make room for some good news. And those of us that would say we're followers of Jesus believe that he is the good news. He is the hope for the world. Well, I'm just about finished, which is quite surprising for me. I hope that I might be able to catch up with you in about three weeks' time. But even if I can't, next week's preacher is far more handsome than I'll ever be. So it'll be worth hooking up again next week. You can, you'll find on your screen the opportunity to subscribe. And by subscribing to Kingsgate Community Great Yarmouth, you can keep in touch and we can keep in touch with you. You can find out news as we're endeavouring to find ways to communicate even while we have to socially keep ourselves separated. If you would appreciate particular prayer at the moment, that is completely possible and can happen right now via two possible avenues. The first is, those of you who are part of the church here at Kingsgate, Great Yarmouth, get in touch with your discipleship group leader now and you can receive some prayer. If there's something specific that could be justifiably troubling you at the moment, get in touch with them and somebody can pray for you right now. Or you will see on the screen now also, there's, a, there's an email address that is just appearing at the bottom of the screen. And if you email pastoralteam at wearekingsgate.org over the next 30 minutes, there will be people on hand that will be willing to pray for you. And we want to do that. We want you to know that you don't have to be alone in a very isolating time that we find ourselves in. So please, please do that. So for the next 30 minutes when when the the stream is down, there's still opportunity for you to have contact uh, with people who would love, love to pray with you. Stay safe. Thank you so much for joining this morning. And I just want to finish by praying for us all at this time. So just a brief word of prayer. Father God, we find ourselves at this time in a very confusing period of our lives. Our emotions are all messed up. We're not sure, some of us, which way to turn. And so I would want to pray particularly for two things. I want to pray for peace. 
that you would bring your peace into our lives in the midst of the turmoil that is around us. And I believe you can do that. I would ask that those that are, are tuned in this morning will in some measure experience the peace that only Jesus can bring. And also I want to pray for your protection. I want to pray that you will be kept safe. That you will take good advice at this time to say, stay safe. And I want to pray for all those on the front line who are putting themselves in harm's way. I want to pray for them. Thank you so much for them. And I would ask that you'd be incredibly close to them as they seek to serve in our world at this time. Father, thank you. Thank you that we do not have to be alone at this time. And may we take this opportunity where it, where it gives itself to us to spend time with Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much. Trust you have a safe and secure week and we look forward to meeting with you again next Sunday. Take care and stay safe. Bye.